Hi friend, this is Alex McRobbs, founder of The Mindful Life Practice, and you're listening to the Sober Yoga Girl podcast. I'm a Canadian who moved across the world to the Middle East at age 23, and I never went back. I got sober in 2019, and I now live full-time in Bali, Indonesia. I've made it my mission to help other women around the world stop drinking, start yoga, and change their lives through my online Sober Girls Yoga community. You're not alone, and a sober life can be fun and fulfilling. Let me show you how. Hello, hello. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to our yoga philosophy chats on Mondays with Alex and Kristen. I was just saying to Kristen as you're getting started, I'm super happy this week. I have Wi Fi, I have power in my house. (laughs) So I think it's going to go a lot better than last week. And the live stream is working here. So I can see the little feed. So if you write us any comments or questions, I can actually interact with it this week. So it's gonna be a good one. (laughs) How are how are you, Kristen? How was your week? A week was good. Um, It's interesting, you were were just saying you couldn't believe that was a week ago. And I was like, I like, I feel like you blink and a week goes by because I can't even recall like what I (laughs) what I did all week. But I have a very busy week coming up. I think I said that last week, too. But this week, I have a couple of cool things happening. I have this and then I have a women's circle, a fall equinox ceremony this week, which I've never done before. So I'm looking forward to the week. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, awesome. And Leanne says, hi. She says, popping on before I head to a 6.30 a.m. class. Amazing. Good to have you here, Leanne. Nice. All right. So we have been making our way along. For anyone that's been listening, we have been diving into the yamas and niyamas of yoga. And we moved through ahimsa, which is nonviolence. We did satya, which is truth. We did asaya, which is non-stealing. Brahmakarya, which is moderation. Aprigraha, letting go. And these are all the first limb of yoga which are the yama. And now we're moving into the niyama starting this week. And so the first niyama is the practice of saucha. And saucha is the practice of cleanliness. Um, I'm just going to pull up this description I have. So saucha or cleanliness, it's the active pursuit of letting go. We clean our bodies, our thoughts and our words. It invites us to become available to each moment as it happens. It relates to our lives on and off the mat. So it might be cleansing energy in the body, cleansing our thought, thinking about toxicity within the body, negative thought patterns that cloud or judge our true self. And it doesn't mean that we can't indulge, but also just be mindful when we do so. So what does that mean for you? What What's your saucha practice like? Yeah, it, it's interesting. It's right when you just said cleanliness with our thoughts and our actions, like it, it really made me think about how, you know, the the whole quote of like where the attention goes, energy flows. Yeah. Um, and so this can truly be like our thoughts. Like if we're in that like negative spiral, um, yeah. our thoughts can go there. And so I think that's been something I've been really, really working on is being aware of like that negative self-talk and starting to shift the language that I'm using um, and kind of just... I think so often we try to control our environment, control like what's coming in, what's coming out. And to a degree, that's fine. And that's something we should be doing to make sure that we have like our boundaries and all of that. But sometimes it's also um, what I've been trying to do is allowing things to be as they are in this moment and not trying to change them and then changing how I see them, how I think about them. Mm-hmm. Um and the kind of the words that I associate with it. So if we're constantly maybe having a negative spin on things, then that's, you know, not purity in our in our thoughts and our actions, which can then bring us down in terms of our mood, our energy levels, our vibration, etc. Um, so when you're saying that, that's kind of where my mind uh, kind of immediately went. You know, I love that you bring that up. And 
this is something that for me, um, I've been experiencing or not experiencing, but I've been thinking a lot about this during my yoga teacher training groups that I have here in Bali, because every month I get a new group that I'm with for three weeks. And then there's always some point in the middle where there's some kind of conflict or some kind of drama or like something arises. And then I start thinking that they all like dislike me or like, don't like me as a teacher. And I start like reading into their body language and like thinking they all don't like me. And it's, it's weird. It's happened with every group. And then something switches when they start to realize it's the last week and the energy just lifts. And it might just be that everyone's energy is just down and they're tired or whatever, but I'm like personalizing it. Like I think it's about me as a teacher and, you know, and so it's like a really great practice for me of every month. Okay. How can I, can I step back and like witness this pattern happening and not get swept up in the story of it. And I think every month I get a little bit better at that. Um, but uh, that would totally be the same thing. It's like witnessing your thoughts and then like approaching them from this like grounded place. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I just, I think that's so interesting every time you say that because I, I had a similar experience on my YTT. So <laughs> I think yeah. it's like, not I think it's universal yeah 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 it's just like you're together for such a long time yeah um and kind of everyone I think in a in-person yoga teacher training sometimes like everyone is unpacking their stuff and there's days that like it just really comes up for someone and then that can someone else can kind of like feed off that and then it kind of spirals and I find that's usually in week two yeah that's so true yeah, that's so true. Yeah. I and feel like... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I was just going to change the subject to something else, but do you still want to talk about that? No, no, no. No. Okay. Because I was going to say, okay, cleanliness and purity in like your space. I feel like you're a lot better at this than me. <laughs> that's just like the, the sense I get from like what I've seen of your space and the few times I've been in your house. Um, but you seem like a really like clean and sort of organized person. That's so funny. That's exactly where I was going. (laughs) (laughs) Um, not to say like, you're not clean. That's not where I was going, but what (laughs) I was talking about is like, kind of, we were talking about last week, like how our environment, um, often reflects our mind. Yeah. So if we have, um, in our home or like even our yoga space, like where we practice yoga, like if it is cluttered or unclean, I'm just going to use that loosely, um, that can really affect our state of being and our, um, our mind, which then you can see how that then impacts thoughts, Mm -hmm. actions, et cetera. And it kind of like starts a little bit there. Um, and I mean, I grew up in a, in a home where like I had to, like, I cleaned our entire home and like I, it would get inspected. So like, I may be like extreme with my, with my cleanliness, (laughs) um, from patterns that I learned, but I, I do find like yesterday, um, my boyfriend was golfing. So I cleaned like our entire house while we were golfing. And like, to me, that's just, it's a stress reliever for me. But um, I find like, if I'm starting to kind of feel a little bit anxious and awe, if I clean my space, I it, it brings me back down to kind of that grounded energy. Wow. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. You know, I something I shared with, I don't know if I've shared this on a live, but I've had a really interesting housing situation this summer, just in that I was subletting someone's house. And I think I'm potentially going to move out of that place. Um, don't have it all officially sorted out yet. But one of the aspects of it, it was supposed to be a short term, like two month sublet when I got back to Bali and kind of figured out what I wanted and where I wanted to live. But one aspect of it is that it's at least it's been passed from person to person. And so it's just like full of stuff. Like the house is just full of stuff, like painting stuff, like, you know, decks of cards, other people's clothing that they're all planning on coming back to Bali at some point and getting. And I was like, oh yeah, it doesn't really matter. Like when I first moved in, I was like, whatever, no big deal. 
And then it just felt to me like it just became so cluttered in the space. And I guess I only thought I was going to be there for two months. So that was probably it too, is that it just like kept extending. (laughs) extending. Um, But I've massively noticed the difference. And I've actually been living for a month now with like very little stuff. And I'm like, I don't even know what I have back at that house now that like, obviously I don't need it because I've been living for a month without any of it and been fine. (laughs) Um, And so I'm thinking, well, coming into October, it's going to be one of our, our theme is going to be letting go and we're going to be working on decluttering. So stay tuned for that. Love that. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, I had another thought too of, of a way that you can kind of shift the way we think of Socha instead of like our belongings or anything. But if we actually think about like ourselves, like some more, not in like a cleanliness state, like obviously, yes, there's the practices of, you know, keeping yourself clean, like hygienically, but it's also like keeping ourselves small. So there, if we keep ourselves small, we're never kind of shedding our old skin and allowing ourselves to kind of reach that next high vibrational self to and allowing that person to emerge. So you can kind of think of it like more metaphorically of like shedding what no longer serves you and kind of stepping into that next phase of yourself. So if we're not doing that, then you're kind of keeping all that like, I don't know, think of it as like dirty old skin on you. Yeah. And you know, you're not allowing it to just like release. So that's, um, that's something I was thinking about this weekend because, um, I think I did that for a very long time. Like I just, that was the safe space, right? You knew what to expect. You knew everything was like controlled, so to speak. And you knew where life was going because it was just going on this one very narrow path. But if we mm-hmm. allow that to kind of fall off, then you allow multiple paths to kind of open and you can kind of see where it takes you. Because if I didn't do that, like I wouldn't be sitting here with you today. I wouldn't be on my next adventure yeah. of like learning to or starting to substitute teach at studios like I wouldn't be doing any of this I'd be probably still drinking probably just going through those same exact patterns yeah I love that yeah and sobriety could also be a practice of saucha as well right like because when we're putting alcohol into our body, we're really damaging our health, we're damaging our mental health, we're damaging our well being. And by releasing or letting go of our drinking, we we create space for for new well being practices to move in. Yeah, yeah, beautiful practice. Are you a I'm a big bubble bath person? Are you a bubble bath or shower person? What's your like cleanliness rituals? Sorry, I laugh just because (laughs) anytime like I'm at like a sleepover with you, it's like you have to have your like bedtime bath, (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like, we need to rent it. Yeah, I'm like, we need to get an Airbnb with a bathtub. It's me. (laughs) I remember Jenny and I were in the bathroom trying to like quickly just finish up so that you could get in there for your bath. It's um, so funny. It's great. I love it. Um, so I would say I'm more of a shower person just because I feel like, um, and this is maybe my own self, like I don't allow a lot of time for a bubble bath, but I find in the winter months when it's colder, I'm definitely a bath person, but it's like kind of like my nighttime, like wind down ritual in the winter. And then all the other times I'm more of a shower person. Yeah. Um, this is something that I, again, one of the issues with the house I subletted was literally that I didn't have a bath. And it's so funny because I learn over and over again throughout my life is that like, I need a place with a bath. I'm sometimes okay for a short-term shower situation, but I, I don't know. It's like the cleanliness, but the grounding, the, the bedtime routine, mm-hmm. like it's just been a constant since I was like six years old, you know? And so that for me is, um, is like a really grounding ritual. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I, I love that. Um, I think I need, I need to do more of that because in the winter months, it is super grounding. And like, I'm mm-hmm. in there for like sometimes two hours. <laughs> like I just bring a book and light a candle yep. and I just like have a little self-care practice. What I will say that I have found as another beautiful practice of Saucha that I have started to incorporate is actually breath work. Like if we think mm-hmm. of like the practice yeah. of pranayama, that's kind of cleansing and purifying within um, as well as like a meditation practice. So I've been trying to get into my meditation practice kind of ebbs and flows a little bit, I would say. Um, But I've been trying to get into as much as I can a daily meditation practice, because I think that's a way that you can incorporate breath work into that. But then also it's a way to kind of looping back to the beginning to kind of purify our thoughts and like kind of see them go on a cloud and you're inviting in more stable, grounded energy. Yeah. I love that. Do you have a favorite breath work that you like to do? I love Bromery. Like I, mm-hmm. I think the, the, like the bumblebee, um, breath, it, it just creates like a vibration in me that just feels like it shakes up whatever is stagnant, whatever is stuck and just like releases it. Um, and when I was in my YTT, we learned, uh, I'm not going to remember it fully right now, but like certain spots, like when you hold like the front of the heart, the side of the heart, the back of the heart, and like kind of tuning into which needs more energy. Cause one is like self-love one is love to others. And one is like what we show the world. Um, and I can't remember which one's, which I think the front self, but I can't remember. I think this is like what you show the world and then this is love to others. Um, and so it's like a way to just kind of like tap into the energy of your, your body, but yeah. How about you? Um, what's my favorite pranayama? I definitely think it's Nadi Shodana, which is alternate nostril breathing, but I've gotten really interested in pranayama this year as well through, through my job at the yoga teacher training school, because I've had to teach an hour of pranayama every single day. And I actually started adding pranayama now to the mindful life practice. So if you're a member of our community, there's a pranayama that comes out every single week and, uh, goes with a theme. So our theme in October is going to be letting go and all of our pranayama practices will um, revolve around that. So yeah, I think I shared with you Nadi Shodna, I now like, um, but I had a yeah. really rough experience with it at the beginning, because um, like I had a like kind of like a little bit of a, a little bit of it, this sounds bad. I had a drowning almost incident when I was younger. And so yeah. holding wow. my breath was something that was just so like, scary. yeah. And so when I first did um, that pranayama practice, it like triggered that feeling of not yeah. being able to breathe. Um, but I think like, because you create such like a safe and grounding space, like I'm, I'm now more easily able to do that breath and not have those kind of emotions and memories triggered. But yeah. Wow. That's so, um, it's so scary. And, uh, it's a good thing to mention because I think sometimes for not everyone, every pranayama is like calming or soothing. And I think just being open to explore, but also know that you can always step back if you're in a class and the teacher's leading something and you're like, this is not working. You can always step back and and just breathe normally and just kind of like be in the energy of it and feel it out because, uh, yeah, for everyone, not everything is going to have the same impact. Yeah, absolutely. So true. Mm -hmm. All right. I have some journal prompts for us. I'm going to pull up. Let's see if we have any comments on this. No, no comments. We have lots of people watching. So if you're watching, say hi, let us know where you're watching from. Um, I'm going to da, 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 pull up some journal prompts. So what can, first of all, what are some practices that we can do for Saucha? We can um, try to lighten our mental cl- clutter, our physical clutter. We can try to introduce more whole foods, vegetables, fruits into what we eat. 
every day. We can try to let go of our judgments, expectations, and opinions. We can bring in physical saucha practices and cleansing practices into our lives. And some journal prompts, where in my life could I benefit from cleansing more? What are some things that I can start cleansing from my life? How often do I practice self-care? And which cleansing techniques do I want to introduce into my practice? This is amazing. Well, this was a super great live. It went much smoother than last week's. Um, Are there any other like last thoughts or things you want to share, Kristen? Um, I don't think so. I think it's just be patient with yourself as you're learning these, like, you know, everything that I said and talked about doesn't mean that like we're perfect and we practice these perfectly. Like it totally there's it's ebbs and flows and there's constant learning. So I would just say like, take what resonates, leave what doesn't and just see, um, see what feels good for you. Yeah. And you know, I want to add one thing off of that. Um, Mm -hmm. I was actually teaching a lesson on yoga philosophy today to my yoga teacher training class. And they were talking about how their philosophy teacher had called the yamas and the yamas, the rules and regulations of yoga. And I had said, you know, that feels really strict words to me because it's not like rules and regulations. It's more like we're basically, we're all just trying to be happy and like reduce our stress and feel better. And so it's, they're just kind of like little reminders of like, oh, things feel off within me. Maybe I should clean up my space. Maybe I should tell the truth about something that I was being dishonest about. Maybe I should give back that thing that's not mine. And it's really just kind of a checklist of like, okay, how can I get more balanced so that I can feel a little happier? So it's not like things of like, you're doing this right or you know you're a messy person therefore you're not a yogi like that's not at all how it works you guys if I turned around my camera and you saw like the mess of stuff on my bed (laughs) you know and so I I love what you've added is like we're definitely not doing it perfect it's just like a conversation on like um you know what are we trying to bring into our lives to feel better so that's a really good point to make yeah that's so true amazing all right well I don't think we got any other comments um on our chat just Leanne Uh, But thanks everyone for tuning in and joining us. Really good to see you. If you want to hang out with me and Kristen more, we run 30 day sober girls yoga challenges. So if you're new to sobriety, new to yoga, new to meditation, want to get into any of this stuff, we run those programs at the mindful life practice. And Kristen also helps me run the yoga teacher trainings. And we have a new one starting in October. So uh, shoot us a DM and uh, we hope to see you soon on zoom. All right. Hi friend, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Sober Yoga Girl Podcast. This community wouldn't exist without you here, so thank you. It would be massively helpful if you could subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast so it can reach more people. If we haven't met yet in real life, please come get your one-week free trial of the Sober Girls Yoga membership and see what we're all about. Sending you love and light wherever you are in the world.